Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hayden. I'm working in- An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on The Chuck and Julie Show. Well, hello, everyone. Chuck Bonneville, Julie Hayden, The Chuck and Julie Grassroots Show, True Straight Up. That's right. (laughs) The show brought to you by Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine, along with HappyTrees.co. Ton of stuff to talk about today, and we're going to be getting to all of it, including, you know, the Trump not debating, you know, who the heck is Ramaswamy? Um, You should see the mainstream media even saying Joe Biden has some issues with the campaign, all kinds of stuff, plus the pettiness of the DA in the Tina Peters case. We'll get to all of that. But wanted to start out with Wes Eimer. Wes, as you know, um, has he's been on our show a lot. He, um, his mom Laurel ran for Congress. They're very active in grassroots politics. And Wes is a member of the um, RNC's Youth Advisory Council, heading out tomorrow um, to to uh, attend their summer meeting. But wanted to come on and give him a chance. You guys are the the Colorado GOP where you are working. Um, is sponsoring a watch party for the debate on Wednesday night, right? Correct. Yes. Uh, we will have the watch parties taking place at Wide Open Saloon. Uh, doors open at 6 p.m. Uh, as you just said, I will be in Milwaukee uh, with Dave Williams, Randy Corporate, and Vera Ortegon, um, our committee man and our committee woman and our state chairman. Cool. Uh, so we none of us will be there. Uh, <laughs> but but other know, fun are- people will be. Exactly. We we're we're having a we have a good crowd showing up. I was uh, just pulling up my email I sent this morning, actually. But yes, um, we're going to have a great crowd. Uh, My mom, Laurel, is actually kind of heading up the event preparations and the day of stuff. Um, And we have a couple of our other state party folks that will be there. So we hope you guys enjoy the party. Tickets are $30 for individual, $55 for a couple. Um, and if you need group tickets, shoot me an email. I will happily take care of you guys. Um, the reason we're charging, for those that have asked, because people were up in arms that we were charging for a watch party, is we are providing food and drink for everybody at the event. And it was cheaper oh. for us to do it rather than pe- regular attendees to do it. Because by the time you did it individually, you were looking at a $30 to $40 tab with a tip. We were like, you know, let's just cover it for them. We'll charge them 30 well, bucks, make so it happen, it. and have a buffet. So there we go. I'm one of those people like, so there's food there and there's free food there? That changes what everything. About drink? Free drink? <laughs> free, free, free drinks, uh, non-alcohol. Um, okay. If you want oh, alcohol, you have to start oh. your own tab. Well, that I'm would sorry. be at today's prizes. You would get like one glass of wine with that. Hey, everyone's saying hello, Weston. Sanders yes. has got the email. Great job. They're very happy we have you on our side. Well, let me ask you this, too, because big question is, as we now know, Donald Trump has officially said he's not going to be at the debate. Um, I don't think I've seen this confirmed anywhere, but there certainly is the word out there that yeah. no one has denied that he's going to be on Tucker Carlson. So if that's the case, will you guys be showing that one as well? We will be showing President Trump's interview. Um, It is pretty confirmed that he's going on Tucker. Um, You know, New York Times broke that headline. Um, And we will be showing that at least on one of the screens, depending on the setup. We only have one laptop that will be there. So we're going to at least show it on one of the screens. We also will be showing a message from uh, our state chairman, Dave Williams. Uh, He will be addressing everybody 
uh, obviously pre-recorded, but he is going to be sharing kind of an update and just a, a hello, how are you? We're sorry we aren't there. We're in person at the debate. We hope you guys have a blast kind of thing. So yeah, um, you'll get to cool. hear from Dave. You'll get to hear from President Trump. You'll get to hear from uh, the debate. And we also will be conducting a straw poll at the watch party. Um, and so basically those questions are, if the primary was held today, who would you vote for? Uh, who won the debate? What are your top issues? And if your first choice was not in the race any longer, who's your second? Um, so, you know, we'll we'll be releasing those results shortly after, obviously. Uh, but we do want to put that out there that there is a straw poll. So if you are attending, please remember to take that. Please also come out and join. I mean, we've got, I think, north of 50 people already. We can hold up to 100. We can go up to 400 if we do have more people. But it's going to be a big party and we're going to have a, re- a really great time. Well, it sounds it sounds like a lot of fun. One of the things about it, it's a little weird, is is the RNC is having its meeting. It's yes. sponsoring a debate on Fox, um, and the overwhelmingly favored candidate <laughs> is not attending. Um, and, <laughs> yep. and, in part because Ronald McDaniel apparently did not at least consult with him about having Fox do it or or whatever else. And I guess there's more than a little tension between the president and the rnc do you feel that down at the youth advisory level you know the we i'm i'll be attending with uh riley Gaines um and rylan hollahan uh who are also on the council they'll they will be there at least i know of them (laughs) for sure but you know i think the council's opinion of it is and, and at least my personal view of it is is i think president trump should have debated um you know his advisors told him you can only go down from here. That's kind of what they told him. They're like, if you go up there, you are giving Chris Christie every chance to attack you. You're giving Ron DeSantis every chance to attack you. And basically, the entire conversation would then be focused on the indictments. It wouldn't be focused on his policy, his mission for with Agenda 47, anything along those lines. So the focus would have shifted from his policy and what he wants to do to everything that has gone bad in the, in the recent months. Um, so I think that realistically it was a good idea for him to sit this one out. We'll see what the voters think of that. I think that the, and I'm going to echo what Brylan said earlier, he was on Fox and friends this morning. Um, and he was talking, uh, about, you know, Ron DeSantis and, and, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy with their candidates, with with their campaigns that this is really make or break for them especially for ron his poll numbers are just tanking his campaign is falling behind vivek is about to take second place from him which realistically this entire primary is a race for second place let's be completely honest um and this could be the nail in his campaign's coffin if he does not command the stage, if he does not stand up there and say everything that he needs to, and if he does not really show that he has the policy and the the prowess and the experience. If he doesn't command that stage, he doesn't run the debate, he doesn't make a show of force, this is going to be the end of Ron DeSantis, I think. As far as Vivek goes, this is going to be a really good opportunity for him to talk to the American people. You know, he did his interview yeah. with Tucker Carlson north of 30 million views in 24 hours. But if he goes up here on the stage, he's on a national platform for two hours. He can lay out his plan and his vision for America and possibly lock in that vice presidential spot or at least a chance at it by going up on this stage. It's always hard with these large uh, field of candidates to stand out. I mean, the people like Asa Hutchinson will be there with his 
one percent and a lot of other candidates with one percent i think people particularly want to hear from ron DeSantis and and vivek but that doesn't mean that the people running the debate can kind of obscure or prevent others from being given their equal time so it's not an easy format for either ron DeSantis or vivek to stand out when it's a seven man. How many people are debating? Eight? Seven, I think eight. 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 I think, okay. you know, although I'm not, I, I, I think President Trump made the right decision to not go. I think, you know, and we'll talk more about that after we let you go, because we, want, we wanted to talk about that. But I think it, you know, it is going to be kind of fun. I mean, only Trump and Tucker Carlson, the two people who Fox hates most, you know, <laughs> and they are, and, you know, are like saying, oh, we'll just have our own. You guys, you know, and I, what I am going to be really, the most curious I am going to be about is the numbers. I want to see the, the Tucker Carlson Twitter numbers versus, versus the, the debate numbers. Because I kind of think yep. without Trump there, you got to wonder who's going to watch. I mean, you know, we will and everybody will, but I think your average person, you know, I mean, here we won't watch the Rockies because that's hopeless anymore, but still. <laughs> we, well, we're we're well, attending uh, the Milwaukee Brewers game while we're out there. Oh, there uh, you go. Our, right. RNC is you. taking a bunch of us to the game. So that, that'll be fun. We'll at least get to see somebody win. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, what but, do you hope doesn't let me bring you back to you, you know the the youth advisory council which and I think Colorado's and I mean this is lucky to have you on there because you're a good grassroots guy and I think you you know people like Riley Gaines right these are people who just say what they think and they're not for sale you know they're not you know going to say something that they that they don't mean just because they want to get along I mean which is hard I think even when you're older but particularly when you're younger what kinds of things are you guys going to be looking at or talking about or what are you going to be doing so there's nothing scheduled for the Youth Advisory Council at the summer okay. meeting. Um, we have a tentative meeting scheduled in September, the end of September, first part of October, um, with Ronna McDaniel again. And, and, you know, the council meets with the chairwoman. We go directly to her with all of our advice, all of our opinions. Um, and from what I saw from the last meeting, which we've only had one since I've been appointed to the council, was... Um, she was very receptive to what we had to say, and she made sure to recognize every single member of the council, whether we had, you know, a big following or not. She did listen to what we had to say, and Elliot Eccles, the political director, was the same way. And so I think that the council is doing a good job at conveying our opinions to the chairwoman. Well, what what um, are the opinions? What, give me one. Give me one of the advisory opinions from the youth yeah <laughs> honestly just on outreach you know how yeah. do we engage with the youth you know we've been extremely involved in promoting bankyourvote.com um with and, and secureyourvote.com if you've not visited those already please go do that and pledge to bank your vote but the youth advisory council was one of the first groups that was brought up to speed on that we actually were preempted the full republican national committee on the plan for bank your vote and we helped a lot with the rollout you know we were out there promoting it on social media every single day retweeting tweets about it um you know so that's kind of the angle that we are going on is we are tasked with promoting the gop to the youth with our followings with our crowds and also using our messaging and the and the way that we know that our generation engages to capitalize support for the Republican Party. And we've been really focused on that. And that's more so what we were advising on in the last meeting was, you know, the messaging, the tactics, how do we roll this out? How do we promote this? Um, and I think that we were successful with that. You know, Bank Your Vote has been a massive success. Uh, the RNC just a couple of weeks ago announced uh, their California leadership team. They opened the Bank Your Vote office in California. They're doing a huge ballot harvesting operation in California this cycle. 
And it's going to be a real, real game changer, I think, in some of these super competitive races. But going back to the debate subject really quick, I just wanted to sure, say, sure. I, I thought it was really funny. Uh, Raheem Kassam uh, posted a like dubbed video, a deep fake video <laughs> of Martha McCallum and Brett Bear on Twitter. If you have not seen it, oh. you have to watch it. I mean, it is hilarious. You guys should show it on the sh- on your show. We'll it find it. Okay. Tons of laughs. Basically, Martha McCallum and Brett Bear saying our entire plan here is, you know, Trump's kicking, pardon my French, kicking ass, but we're just still trying to screw him with our BS debate. You know, that was what they were saying in the video. It made me laugh so hard and it blew up on Twitter. So definitely That's go great. find Who, it. Who's that with? Uh, Raheem Kassam. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he's a, a very big supporter. President Trump always has been. And uh, he, yeah, he tweeted that out and it was quite hilarious. I must admit. Some of those those deep fake things can be pretty funny. I saw one and we played it here. No, I think we didn't play it, but it was um it was Barack Obama, Donald Trump, and Joe Biden playing um uh Roblox or something like that. And it was it was it was just funny. Well, you know, well, to- one of the oh. things the Republican Party has the problem it has that it has no one who's ever done um ballot harvesting. Um, yep. and I invented ballot harvesting in Colorado in 2002 um and i know what an incredible amount of work it takes it does um, it incredible you just can't go to somebody's door you you've got to you know come out with messages you got to meet the people so comes election day and particularly republicans democrats will give the ballot to anybody but uh to get republicans to give you the ballot um but i love the idea that the banking your ballot because the whole point of ballot harvesting is you have a month um, to go out there and get everyone to vote in. And if, you know, our, our last uh, thing that, that we used to have said, vote the day of the polls, and which was yeah. the worst thing you could ever do. I mean, it was exactly. political malpractice um, on behalf of Trump and some others. Yep. Uh, but that's the worst thing because you can never, if everybody goes, you have an hour at six o'clock to see if you can get <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you know that having worked trying to get out the vote. Yeah, you know, we're working with President Trump's campaign in 16 and 20. You know, I was close friends with the Election Day Operations Director in 2020, you know, and and that was the push was same day voting, you know, vote on Election Day, vote in person leading up to Election Day. Don't do the mail in ballot. Don't, you know, do absentee. And now we have really seen after 2020 and after 2022 we no longer have election day. We right. have election season, election month, election right. week, you know, right. and the goal is, is, you know, we have ballots in our hands, the end of October, or actually the first part of October in Colorado, we have ballots in our hands. Right. The goal is turn that ballot in immediately because we have lost the pre-election day vote every year for for six years right. in these general elections. If we can bank enough votes leading up to election day, we don't have to make up a deficit on election day. We right. have, we are then tied neck and neck. And then anything we get on election day just puts us over the top. Right. And I know the concern is, is they're like, well, if we bring our ballot in, that gives them more time to change the vote. Mm-hmm. Realistically, that ballot is counted the moment it is received and it is tabulated. Now we don't get to know who you voted for yet, but <laughs> We do see that a Republican ballot was returned. A Republican ballot right. was counted, right? We get that in the election day update. Well, the most important it's thing critical. you get to do, which is no, who hasn't before. voted yet. Yeah. Okay. Chuck has voted, but Julie hasn't. What does that get you? Well, you can call up and say, you know, Julie's get ballot's not in. Can I come pick it up and everything else? It's really a get out the vote operation. And the it only is. way you have a successful get out the vote is to know who hadn't voted and yeah. try to get everybody to vote 
early and often. and then have the post office people deliver you know deliver. that's what we really need to be making for I'm, I'm joking but you, we've seen the reports i'm not really joking actually you know where the post office gets all the undeliverable ballots but that's also good to know right i mean if you have undeliverable ballots well that um, yes that's going to be a massive thing and i'm glad the republicans have woken up let me go back to kind of the youth thing and i know you've got stuff to do so we'll let you go here in a second but you're all I'm good looking- I'm, I'm just relaxing oh, today. Oh, okay okay <laughs> One of the things I think is important is the, the social media messaging. I mean, we're already seeing signs. You got YouTube, you said, was pulling off and all the social media pulling off any anti-we love Ukraine war narratives, right? I have a feeling, and we'll talk about this later in the show, Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it these days, may be going back into a much more of a censorship mode. And I think one of the, the platforms that doesn't particularly censor is TikTok. Um, and I know, and I think that there are those commies are always great about <laughs> well in America, right? But I think it's I guess what I'm saying though is it's good to have people like you guys who know your way around social media, right? So if you're blocked on Facebook, if you're throttled on Twitter or this or that, you know, okay, well we can go around it here because I think you know there's true social and there's rumble, and I think they're going to become more valuable. But but I mean, you guys know how to work that kind of stuff, right? Exactly. And I mean, we had this conversation on the council meeting um, right. with Chairwoman McDaniel. And I I really heavily pushed for the Republican National Committee to open a TikTok account. I said, you know, realistically, this platform is heavily filled with conservative youth. Yes. And yes. There are a lot of content creators on there already. Yes. If we yes. had a central channel of at GOP on TikTok... It would make a difference. I, I said that in the meeting That's and the chairwoman, she did say, you know, we while the RNC itself will not be having a TikTok account because of China. Yeah, we will be utilizing these other influencers and helping to promote them and helping to to craft their messaging around issues that are important to of us. Course. And so you've seen uh, Rylan Hollihan and Riley Gaines start their TikTok right. accounts back no, up no, and they've really no, ramped up. No, no, you, you had the right idea. You know, forget the Chinese communists for a second. I mean, they they are not into censoring Americans particularly right now. Maybe they will until so you can get it. But the RNC should go on it, and they should have a central account. Yep. And 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 it's stupid not to. That uh, was and, exactly my thought, Chuck. I mean, and I and I said that to the chairwoman in nicer terms. Um, right. You know, <laughs> well, that was my, that's my nice. That's, that's, <laughs> that's true. That's true. That is nice for Chuck, but. <laughs> I did. I did take that up. I said, look, I said, what's the problem? I said, I am aware that we are concerned with China getting our personal information. I said, but get a burner phone, put the account on a burner phone (laughs) that doesn't have any contact info on it, that doesn't have any RNC data on it. And there you go. There's no risk. And, you know, promote these videos that that are pro our message onto the main page. It would make it huge. I think I, so I'd too. rather have the Tricoms have my personal information <laughs> than the FBI. Right. Yeah. At this point, yeah, they'll well, they'll yeah. come shoot you if you say anything about the president. So yeah. you know. in, a, in a way, exactly. In a way, you're right because I mean, so should go ahead and I mean, I'm, I'm sure they have a Facebook page, right? And so, like Mark yeah. Zuckerberg is much more of our enemy, I think, these days than than China is. So, well, exactly. hopefully, keep keep pushing that, and hopefully, you know, to me, that sounds like a virtue signaling establishmenty kind of thing to say. Um, and because you know what, the only people who would care don't even know how to use tiktok so <laughs> exactly they there's and and honestly i think the big thing with tiktok the issue is people don't understand it and they're scared of it i right. don't think that 
it has anything to do with the concern of China. I mean, the CEO of TikTok and, and ByteDance went in and testified before Congress and answered everybody's question. And it was clear that the members of Congress had no clue what they were talking about <laughs> if you watched those hearings. Right. Um, you know, I mean, some of the questions that were asked, I just literally, I, I whacked myself in the face. It was like, you people are stupid. You don't but, have any idea. Yeah, but I mean, they, they're scared of what they don't understand. And if they don't understand how it works, they don't understand the point of TikTok. They're going to be scared of it forever. And we we have learned in this country, I think, that we can't be scared of the right. unknown. And right. we can't not go into the unknown because we're scared of it or we don't understand it. We well, have you know, to capitalize on it. And I agree. Here's something else. And we're kind of going off topic, but it's always so interesting talking to you. I was reading a thing in The Hollywood Reporter that said in the Nielsen ratings um, for the month of July, for the first time ever, less than 50% of the households were watching broadcast or cable TV. Right. Which meant that more than 50 percent were watching streaming. Now, of the streaming that they're watching, they're watching. But 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 Netflix and all of those other places, though, are losing subscribers and they're losing money. And that's because I read another thing in the Revolver.news or RevolverNews.com where he was talking about the user generated content. And that is becoming up and growing. And that's so, so folks don't know. That's like when you broadcast live and you do it on TikTok or when you broadcast live on Rumble or something like that, yeah. um, that that. Those kinds of um, uh, platforms are becoming much more popular. So I think you're right. It's like that we have to, that's where people are going. That's where viewers are going. Um, and that's where the content creators are going. And we might as well, you know, Biden has TikTok influencers, even though he has no idea who they are up to, at the White House. You know, I think. Well, you should tell Chairman. Um, from us. Daniels, from us. <laughs> when we ask our son, he'll say something. We'll go, oh, that's, that's, how, how do you know that? Oh. And the answer is inevitably TikTok. TikTok, exactly. TikTok. I mean, I mean and, and we, you know, we don't use TikTok in particular, but he uses it so much. We go, we better start. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Is. I get it. And I mean, I'm on it like every like this is going to sound terrible i'm on it every night before i go to bed i'll shut the tv off i'll start to unwind i'll go on tiktok for a little bit i'll scroll scroll through the feed um you know and just see what's going on and there personally uh, my feed you know with what i like and what i don't like is honestly music stuff like i get a lot of new artists on my feed that are trying to make it big and they're using TikTok to do it rather than go on America's Got Talent or American Idol. Right. Um, but which yeah, I was, which, I mean, those, those places are dying. I mean, I was exactly. supposed to audition for Idol today. And do you think I oh. did? No, um, but <laughs> yeah, I was supposed to, but it's, it's not worth it when we're in this modern tech world where I can right. just post a video on TikTok and blow up, you right. know, exactly. um, but that's kind of where I'm at. But I think that TikTok is a huge tool and it's at our fingertips. It's at our disposal at the RNC. It's at our disposal at the Colorado GOP. And it can be utilized in so many different ways. And one other thing about TikTok that no one really truly understands, and we got way off base here with debate yeah. talk, um, <laughs> is that the ad targeting on TikTok is some of the most sophisticated targeting ah. ever. Like you can literally limit your audience to like 20 people and just target those 20 people repeatedly. That is how good at targeting TikTok is. And so that's why it's so widely successful. That's why all these drop shippers and e-commerce people are using it. That's why the Democrats are using it. They're targeting people that like certain content and it's booming their message. If we could just adopt that, even if a third party with a super PAC wanted to come in and fund TikTok ads, we would turn this country around. I mean, just promote a video from Riley Gaines. I mean, literally, right. for a perfect example, my 
for some reason, TikTok knew exactly the second. So the second Riley created her account, her video popped up on my feed an hour later. Now she is in my contacts, but I don't have my contacts connected to TikTok, but it automatically knew that I would like Riley Gaines's content. And I saw her account an hour into creation. It already had 250,000 followers and her video already had a million. Oh, wow. Well, you know, it's, it's insane. And we'll go back because I want to give it one chance because we've had people join us to think, but no, it's kind of funny. So Rev and his, his friend Cam were made, they, they, they're little golfers, right? And they made a, a golf video and they posted it on TikTok. I mean, you know, Chuck and I struggle to get Twitter followers, right? Like within <laughs> a too. half, they're sitting there and they're like, Oh, look, a hundred followers in there. Oh, 150 followers. I'm like, I, but you're right. It's the targeting, right? They just made a golf video and all of a sudden within minute, literally you're just sitting there in real time they're watching we have like 30 likes oh look 40 shares i'm like that's insane well i I have to say that's why i can't stand the republican party (laughs) it's her response to no we can't put it on because you know right toms rather than saying okay we'll have uh make america great do it or something but not just like you said get a burner phone (laughs) exactly well and there's a really good um i think it's truth war i think is the the user on tiktok uh, but it's basically a conservative channel with videos of Trump, of DeSantis, of Laura Loomer, you know, Carrie right. Lake, all these people posting videos on this TikTok page. It's basically the hub for all things conservative, right. you know, and they repost videos from independent influencers and stuff like that and promote them on their page. It really is effective. And yeah. that that's where the messaging needs to go. And if they want to engage the youth, like they're saying, they want the youth to bank their vote. They want the youth to donate. They want the youth to get involved. They need to start utilizing the tools at their disposal. I mean, the Colorado GOP, we have prided ourselves on hiring youth interns. And right. we just uh, had our summer uh, class graduate um, and they all did fantastic. And I just want to give a shout out to John, Cadence, and Matt. You guys were the best interns ever. Okay. Um, and now we're bringing in our new class for fall semester. And, you know, and I kind of lead the internship program at State Party. And we're bringing our new interns in in the next 48 hours. And, you know, the, one of the things that I want to see if we can do is we can start doing TikTok videos. Oh, I sure. Think that, that is something that we can do in Colorado that no other state party is. I was doing it. Meg Dave, TikTok. He can do TikTok. Yeah, no, I'm not allowed to do TikTok rev says because it would be just too humiliating for, <laughs> for him. But Dave, his kids are too little to know about that. Hey, listen, yeah. Les, let me give him one. So that we'll push that one more, one more time because we've had a lot of people join while you've been talking. One more time about the big watch party on Wednesday. Yes. So watch party is Wednesday at wide open saloon. You can get tickets by going to cologop.org backslash events. Um, the events tab is not showing up on the website for some reason. We're having tech work on it, but it isn't getting fixed right away. So go to www.cologop.org slash events okay. and you can purchase tickets. $30 for individual, 55 for a couple, 85 for three. Um, and basically you're just paying to cover cost of food. We are not making money off of this event. This is not a fundraising event for the Colorado GOP. We're just trying to cover our costs. So, um, you know, come on out, get food. We're going to have barbecue. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, free, free food, free non-alcohol beverages, the whole night for everybody. We have the doors opening at 6 PM at wide open saloon debate starts promptly at seven. Um, as mentioned before, myself, Chairman Williams, Committee Man Corcoran, and Committee Woman Ortegon will not be in attendance. We will be in Milwaukee at the debate. That's so cool. 
don't look forward to seeing us because we won't be there. <laughs> um, but my mom will. Everybody will... else will be. Exactly. So make well, sure so you get your tickets. A couple people have asked for your email. If you want to give it out, you can. If you don't. Yeah, yeah my, my email is very simple. I'll put it in the chat in the Zoom as well. Okay. Uh, but it and is. Also, oh, while, you, while you do that and put it in the chat there, um, just so people know, it's free food. So that's why that's why the tickets cost money. The, the Trump interview with Car- Tucker Carlson will also be up there. And I think it's kind of cool you're doing the straw poll. That, yes. that'd be kind yeah, of we're cool doing a straw poll. Um, and those results will be posted on our feeds and on our social media. We do have members of the press coming as well. So we want to have as many people there as possible, as many people voting in the straw poll as possible so that it's a success. And it is important to note this event is co-hosted by three county Republican parties. We have the Douglas County, Arapahoe County, and Jefferson County GOPs all co-hosting this event, showing yeah. unity, showing you know camaraderie between us. Um, and my email is in the chat. It's wimer at callogop.org. That's w-i-m-e-r at callogop.org. Shoot me an email if you need group tickets, if you need more than three, or if you need the ticket link for the three tickets, just shoot that to me. We do need to give Wide Open Saloon a pretty rough head count tonight. So okay. if you are going to come, get your tickets now. Um, so that I can include you in the headcount that I give Wide Open Saloon because I'm flying in the morning and then I have a full day of meetings tomorrow. So I'm going to be away from my keyboard. So please just do it now. <laughs> oh, I, I think I think the um, the uh, straw poll ought to be anonymous, although it any, is. any people voting for either Mike Pence or, or <laughs> Nikki Asa Haley Hutchinson. ought to be identified. In or Chris Christie outside. or Asa Hutchinson. We or, have or to extend that list a little any bit of further. Them. They ought to be, a dunce hat to be put on them. And... <laughs> All right. Hey, Wes, thank you for your time. I know you're slammed with busyness. Have fun at the RNC and the you. debate. Great talking. You have a safe yeah. flight, too. Thank you, guys. We'll see you when you get back, and I'll I'll get on next week with a full report if I can. So we'll Perfect. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Thank you there, Wes Eimer, Youth Advisory Council. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. So that's – and you guys, I know there have been all these kind of comments, um, which is great. Um which boy, we'll start over. So I want to talk about um the the big news of the day is Trump not um d- officially saying he wasn't going to do the debate. It had been leaked out a little bit, and no one has denied the New York Times report that he that he's going to do an interview with Tucker Carlson. But I just find that just I, I love it, right? Only Donald Trump. Like, to me, it's sort of like he's just flipping the middle finger at the RNC yeah. and at, wow. at, at Fox News. And I, what I love about it too, and he's going to be on Tucker Carlson. Like I said, who are the people who most who Fox most hates anymore? Right. Donald Trump and Tucker Carlson, right? So they're going to join forces. I mean, I'm just really going to be curious to see what the numbers are because I think you know I think Trump was smart not to debate for a number of reasons. And you guys ch- chime in if you want to unmute yourself. Go ahead and do that. Um, if you let, if you want to call in, 888-627-6008, 888-627-6008. Here's why I think he was right not to do that. Number one, he is so far ahead in the polls. The only thing that can happen to him is to go down, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he he's, you know, he's he's not going to help himself. Number two, I think, and Charlene, I see you. We'll get to you in a second. Number two, I think um, it will take, I think, probably millions of eyeballs away from the debate. Right. And which I think is good. If you're Trump, you want all well, eyeballs actually, on you. I mean, I do want to see how Ramaswamy does. I do want to see how DeSantis does. 
And I think it's great because I think Trump really did say to Fox, no, um, we're not going to do what you did with Meghan McCain and right. Wallace and stuff. So it's, I well, think it's and, smart. I th- and I think I think there's also, frankly, I wouldn't trust Brett Bear or Martha McCallum to not be be, <laughs> be given for the Department of Justice questions. They want right. to ask Trump that could be used against him in, in the eight million indictments he has. Right. Um, and so mm-hmm. I, I just think there are a number of reasons. Hey, Charlene, I see you got your hand oh, raised. Oh, hi there. Well, you hi. know, all I did was, I hit the unmute microphone and then I hit raise my hand and that was how easy it was to get on uh to get you to respond to me. But yeah. I agree that Trump should not debate and I think he should do one better to break out of this uniparty matrix. Yes. I think he should challenge RFK and the winner of this debate, you know, we call them the um the dwarfs, uh, Snow White and Seven Dwarfs are yeah. debating this time. <laughs> and, except for Christy, he's not a dwarf. But the winner of this debate and RFK to a debate. And then he said, and then after that, the winner of that will go on to debate Biden. And that'll get Biden hopefully out of the closet. Everyone clamoring. No, I don't yeah, think we Biden's gonna... see, see, Biden's not going to debate RFK. So RFK no, is Biden's not, not going to debate anybody. anybody. Yeah, I know. exactly. Yeah, the, I think, the, the refrigerator. Right, right. Hey, this is good, though. This is from Weston, Charlene. This is pretty funny. Wes says, I think Trump should have showed up in the audience and heckled the other candidates. LOL. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. So anyway, get get because we've got to break this uniparty matrix. And then if, if and the, Trump can challenge RFK to the debate, and then we can get the all the ideas about you know, how that's the not a bad idea control. Yeah, and even bring in it, Tulsi's not running for president, but bring in some of these anti-globalist people in there because they are still segregating us into right versus left, Republican versus Democrat versus ruling yeah. elite versus the people, which is top versus bottom. It's not right versus right. left, and that way they'll get that debate out in the open. And it'll bring in the whole country. And, right. I, you know, I'm hoping Trump will do that. But, but, well, uh, and I think, you know, another thing I think that's good, you know, talk about breaking up sort of the deep state and the uniparty. I think this is Trump saying to the RNC, you know, hey, establishment hacks at the RNC, you know, you need me more than I need you. You know, yeah, at this exactly. point too. And, and it's like, and you know, and, and just, and he, he's just like saying, y'all talk amongst yourselves and then when you get finished talking whichever one of you is the best which i think vivek will win the uh, ramaswamy will win it and then he said and i'll take him on and then we'll we'll talk about some of the the issues that y'all are talking about over there in the uniparty part of the party right so anyway and you know and then and, and you know i'm thinking the the vote i mean the purchase is going to be more effective than our vote at going forward what we pay for we pay for local farmers we pay for beef we pay for local produce we we don't pay for target we don't buy uh netflix we don't buy uh, you know all those big box companies, multinationals, and and that's going to have more of an impact, I think, than the vote because they have figured out how to rob us of our vote. And uh, I, I think we got to figure out, you know, think you outside that. the box. Charlene, thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that comes in, in case you didn't know, uh, Donald Trump Jr. is going to be in the audience. Thanks. <laughs> 
Um, well, that, that's because they're going to force. Here's the thing. He's going to be there because that will force them to take a shot of him sitting there. Right. And then right. once again, mention Donald Trump and then say Donald right. Trump is on, on Tucker Carlson's show. You know, but that leads into something else I wanted to talk about. And, you know, here again, raise your hand, give us a call, put it in the chat. And that is Vivek Ramaswamy. There's a part of me. I mean, you read stuff and I don't know how much of it is obviously planted by other, you know, the DeSantis campaign or something. But, you know, lately there have been these stories. Is he Barack 2.0? Is he too good to be true? Um, and I got to admit, it's kind of like having been in an abusive relationship. You know, you kind of expect the politician to lie to you. And so, you know, to say to say all the beautiful things to get you into the relationship. And then once you're there, they're like, they smash you and vote against you. Um, but I don't know. I, so I don't know. I mean, to me, he well, says. I think, I think you have to look at the Tucker Carlson. Have you looked at the Tucker Carlson one? Yeah. Uh, no, you haven't. <laughs> but I pulled yeah. sound from it. Uh, did you actually listen to the whole but thing? I listened to the whole thing. Uh, no. Okay, no. Okay. okay. Like yesterday, yeah, I, I, I worked out yesterday. Oh, well, no, I didn't. Um, uh, he's incredibly convincing, incredibly convincing. Um, and I've checked in his background and everything else. And, you know, I, I'm sure he, he is, you know, like everyone, a little bit of a phony. But but he's the best phony I've seen in a long time. And I think he's going to tear up the debate with the other one. Well, he says, I've got a couple of sound bites that I want to play because one, um, and this is where he was confronted at a campaign event by this a, a pansexual person. And just pay attention. How do I, I don't think he could have been, obviously he probably has given some thought to this kind of thing, but to me it was just interesting the way he handled it and how he turned what, what, what clearly somebody, but they were taping it, right, was hoping was going to be a gotcha moment into something else. So if we could please, Thomas, play the Ramaswamy video clip. I don't think it's one community. Really? Yeah, I mean, how could it be? You just mash together an alphabet soup. Trans is fundamentally in tension with gay, if you ask me. But what's your opinion? I'm personally in pansexual, so I was okay. just wondering what your views on same-sex couples were. I don't have a negative view of same-sex couples, but I do have a negative view of a tyranny of the minority. So, so I think that in the name of protecting against the tyranny of the majority, and there are times in this country's history where we have had a tyranny of the majority, we have now, in the name of protecting against tyranny of the majority, created a new tyranny of the minority. And I think that that's wrong. I don't think that somebody who's religious should be forced to officiate a wedding that they disagree with. I don't think somebody who is a woman who's worked really hard for her achievements should be forced to compete against a biological man in a swim competition. I don't think that somebody who's a woman that respects her bodily autonomy and dignity should be forced to change clothes in a locker room with a man. That's not freedom, that's oppression. And so I believe that we live in a country where free adults should be free to dress how they want, behave how they want, and that's fine. But you don't oppress, you don't become oppressive by foisting that on others. And that especially includes kids, because kids aren't the same as adults. And so I think adults are free to make whatever choices they want. But do not force that ideology onto children before children are in a position as adults to make decisions for themselves. And so I think a lot of the frustration in the country, and if I'm being really honest, that I also share, comes from that new culture of oppression where saying those things can actually get somebody punished. And in my case, it's part of why it's my responsibility to say them. And I respect that you may have a different opinion, and that's okay. Part of what makes our country great is that you and I can be civil and have this conversation and that we live in a country that still gives us each of us the right to speak you know, to a presidential candidate and back and still say that we pledge allegiance to the same nation 
saying it's the beauty of our country, and that's my honest opinion. Awesome. Well, Thanks. thank you very much. I appreciate thank that. Thank you for your civility as well. Absolutely. I appreciate it. I mean, that was beautiful, yeah. right? I mean, when you think, when you look at it, I don't know how he could have actually kind of handled that differently, you know? And Sandra says, Vivek's been on many shows. I also listened to a short speech when he was on the straw um, bales in Iowa. Pretty darn good. Um, Chuck, that will make a great t-shirt, the best phony. <laughs> Why well, see, because that's the thing. Although it's hard, you know, I mean, he kind of hit all the high notes and the high points and you know, they wanted to trap him, but then, but I mean, what he did a couple of things there where he says, you know, rather than keeping it broad, he said, there's a lot of frustration. He goes, which I share, right? right? I mean, he went ahead you know, and did that. So it, 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 that was the, you know, she expected, you know, when he, she said she's pansexual. But oh, oh, my God. Yeah, right, right. Well, yeah, exactly. And I want to play another one, too, because it's also indicative where he's talking. This was part of the Tucker Carlson interview where he. Um, oh, wait, let me actually be real clear. I don't think Vivek Ramaswamy should be the presidential candidate by a long shot. But you kind of wonder who's coming up after Trump. Um, but he, he acknowledged that his position on Ukraine has cost him donors. If we could please play the Ukraine soundbite. To be really honest with you, I've lost many large donors or prospective donors over this issue and it puzzles me because i think the tempting thing to say is to have some conspiratorial explanation that they have money at stake and government contractors raytheon or whatever i don't think that's true actually i think there's something else going on in the psychology of an establishment in both the republican party and the democrat party that is reluctant to the idea that we somehow can't be the ones fighting the war that's the popular war of the day, the politically correct war. I think there's no such thing as a politically correct war. And so what I ask is, how are we actually going to end this conflict in a way that advances U.S. interests? And the thing that puzzles me, Tucker, is nobody in either party is talking about this right now. The Russia-China alliance is the single greatest threat that the U.S. actually faces today. And we are pushing Russia closer into China's arms by actually continuing to arm Ukraine. So what I've said is that I would negotiate a deal that ends the Ukraine war, frees the current lines of control. Yes, that means giving part of the Donbass region to Russia. I would make a hard commitment that NATO never admits Ukraine to NATO. And those seem like unspeakable words in the certainly the Republican donor class. But we get something greater in return, which is that Putin, in that case, would have to exit his military partnership with China and remove nuclear weapons from Kaliningrad, which border Poland, and get the Russian military out of Cuba and Venezuela and the West. And this is a deal that Putin should do because he ends up winning. He gets things that he doesn't have today. But it secures American interests, too. And, and I do think in a weird way, it does take an outsider to get that job done. Because if you want someone to fix a problem, you don't turn over the keys to somebody who actually broke the thing in the first place. If you want to fix it, maybe have somebody who didn't break it in the first place. And that's part of why I'm in this race as an outsider. Oh. Well, that's, that's interesting because that is not the interview I was talking about. He has oh, a, I know. That was it. Uh-huh. He has an inter- a 45-minute interview with Ramaswamy. Uh, that was part of the turning right, point right, USA, right. which is about a twelve minute one. But there's a forty five minute one that you, you that he it makes some of the same points, but he's even more impressive in. Um, 
So it's, but but here from Charlene, you know, yeah, Charlene, here's where I go back and forth too. Yeah, Chuck Ramaswamy is the best phony. Reminds her of the song saying all the right things, baby, tonight. You know, and, and that's so I don't know. I go back and forth on it, and I guess we'll see. I will say, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to play that song, but it was a little long. But the guy knows his stuff. Oh, he does. You know, and he's good off the cuff. So we'll have to see. But again, I've seen people point out, but Barack Obama was pretty darn good too, right? Um, if I run DeSantis, I'm hoping that somehow Ramaswamy gets like laryngitis. Or well, the, the key, you can tell all the other candidates he talks about in the other interview, um, either are, you know, we must bomb Russia and, and all the way through and let's give them our nuclear bombs, you know, pounding right. on their chest um, or they're you don't know where they stand. And that's that's as DeSantis is. DeSantis is, so he at first said something. Well, that's not our national interest and quickly back away as the donor class got on top of him. Right. Um, right. So I think uh, I think. Uh, you know, there's 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 nobody who's perfect, and I'm sure Ramaswamy is not perfect. But boy, compared to the Nikki Haley's, the Mike Pence's, the Chris Christie's, the, all the rest of them. At least the other things. Now, this from Sandra. Actually, Vivek is not like Obama. Obama couldn't say a word without a script or a teleprompter. And then Jacob points out Russia is selling China oil at the current high price. Russia can keep the war going on forever. Um, yeah, yeah. And I was reading a thing about the the prices at the grocery store in Russia, Russia. were like were like were really low. Yeah. Well, you used to you show you pictures of. Back in the Soviet Union days, the grocery stores that had like one can of of, of pork and beans. <laughs> now they got all this. Now they got everything is cheaper <laughs> in the U.S. Hey, and then this is my my ongoing warning to all of us about the climate porn that's going to get worse. So yesterday, the Homeland Security he was talking about the greatest threat, right? right Russia, right, China, right. not according to the Homeland Security Director Mayorkas. Climate crisis yes. is one of the prom- most prominent threats to our national security. And he mentioned that there had been tornadoes in the Midwest as, as yeah. proof, as proof yeah. of that. Now, yeah. It could never happen before. Guys, I, I, that's just going to be the next thing, right? They're going to start. It's going to Biden's going to declare a climate emergency and we're going to have to wear masks. I'm not sure what they'll work it in somehow, right? Because they, right. they know nobody believes wearing masks for COVID. So we're going to have to wear masks for the climate emergency. And then they're going to start censoring us on that. Um did you want to, we only have about five minutes left. One thing too, I want to remind people, or you may just alert you to the ongoing pettiness of the people persecuting Mesa County clerk, former Mesa County clerk, Tina Peters. So she's been allowed to travel around the country and she wanted to go in and get, and if anyone who's traveled lately, you really want to do that. The lines at DIA are like right, huge, right, right. right? And DIA said, we're hoping by 2026, like literally we might be able to have them shorter. So she wanted to go get a TSA pre-check. And the folks at the TSA pre-check thing said, they actually have mobile vans driving around now, um, but said, hey, you know what, do you, do, you have your, do you have your passport? Well, she, of course, had to turn her passport in because she's out on bond um, after the conviction, right, and the other charges. So Dan Rubenstein, the DA, said, oh, it really? He said, no, no, we're not. And here's the thing. And in the, in the documents where she made the motion, she said, I only need it, like, literally for, like, about an hour, right? Less than a day. I will get it from you, and I will return it the same day. And he said, no, he can't. She can't because she's a flight risk. It's like, what a jerky thing to say, right? And then he said the reason that she's a flight risk now, but she wasn't before, is because of the Donald Trump indictments. Like, I don't even know how, you know, I mean, how does that have anything? It has zero legally even, right? Mesa County is full of the worst Republicans in the state, I hate to say. Yeah, You know, they're the former chair who ran for 
um, state chair, really alienated a lot of people. And, and now you have a DA who should have been a Democrat and, and oh well. Right. Well, and Leo, wait, cr- climate crisis is more threatening than white supremacists. Oh, they're going to work it together. Yeah. All those white supremacists burning stuff, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's in, increasing the climate crisis. Right, right. Never mind back to Hawaii. Never mind the complete idiocy and lack of response. And then the, the you know, the land management policies that contributed everything. And never mind not releasing the water. Not never mind blocking uh, the only get road back in to and us out. when you got permission from the downstream owners. And, and you know they're, they're dead, buddy. We yeah. can't get a hold of them. Yeah, and they're having a hard time. The major media selling that. I mean, they, they're saying now probably more than a thousand people are missing, and it's like, well, okay, if you're still missing in Lahaina at this point, right? You're you're presumed dead. Um, and they're also acknowledging that they're not sure they're going to be able to you know, find all of the people either because it was this horrible forest fire. Um, and the, you would think that'd be like a giant story, but I mean, flooding in LA is a giant story, but I, I think it's because they're trying to figure out how to turn that into a climate crisis. But the problem they have is all of the incompetent people, um, you know, in Hawaii that under the news, because the, the people in Hawaii are pointing that out. So, uh, but again, that's something they're going to start censoring on. And you've said you've already seen them censoring. Well, what they've done, I don't know. They've, they're trying to take all the people who are negative about Ukraine yeah. prospects in the war um, off the air. South Front, which is really a, a pro-Russian outlet that is that is gets its information from the Russian. But nonetheless, they're not as biased as a Western one. So if you want to get a biased one from the other side, right. you can get it. Uh, and they're taking off uh, Scott Ritter from Twitter or, or rather YouTube. He's another one who has has cast out on the Ukraine war capabilities, and I'm sure he'll get Colonel McGregor, and I'm sure he'll get everybody else. Um, And they took South Front off of the the International Register, which is now apparently run by the Department of Commerce. Uh, And they oh, no, I can't have that. If you like South Front, you can go to South Front. You don't have to like it, but it's been a source of information, even though biased. Uh, Just go to southfront.press. But but I think it's stepping up, and I think that'll kind of wrap it up for us today. But I think um, one of the things I want to talk about Wednesday is interesting. If you haven't seen it yet, take a look. Column in the Conservative Treehouse predicting that within the next month or so, Twitter is going to probably start massively censoring again. I don't know. Well, he didn't say massively censoring, but he kind of explains why. And we've seen some weird things going on there. So it dives it all along. I like Elon Musk and I like what he's doing with it, but he is not our savior. We have to save ourselves. So if you're posting, which is I do too, just remember Truth Social is still out there. Rumble is still out there because I think heading into 2024, there are going to be a lot of crackdowns. There are going to be a lot of crackdowns. Hey, that's going to do it for us today. That'll be on Wednesday. We'll talk about that. Thank you to Wes Eimer. Um, and, you know, and if you, you know, give him a shout if you guys want to go to that event on Wednesday. It does sound like fun. It does sound like fun. It'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see. And Wednesday we'll have some pre, well, hopefully we'll get some, I don't know if you're Trump, if you do it on Tucker Wright at the same time or apparently he's already taped it so it's when they're going to play it oh it's when they're going to play it oh that's pretty interesting all right well everybody they'll see you guys on wednesday thank you everybody thank you thomas at dbs for coming on yep and we'll see you all on wednesday bye-bye